Welcome to Be The Light Podcast with C.B. Barflow, lead pastor of Denver Beacon. I am your host, Pastor Ty Morris. Our desire is to lead the lost, the broken, and the hopelessness of our communities, to be light bearers in our city set on a hill. Now tune in for our sermon series. So last time. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Say, come blood. Your glory. To be over. Why don't you just begin to continue to give God the worship. Hallelujah to the worship team. Shouts out to Mark Patrick and the worship team. Listen, I'm super, super, super excited to be here this morning. Uh, like I said last week, I am not, uh, I am not the lead pastor. Uh, they just let me play one on TV. So uh, I'm super excited to be here. Pastor CB, he's, uh, he and Chanel and the boys, they're out on vacation. But great news, they will be back next week. So you guys are stuck with me at least for another half hour. Is that okay? Listen, we just have... We just have a couple of, uh, couple of real quick uh, announcements to you. Listen, everything that you need to know about Beacon is actually through the app. If you want to know something about Beacon, get the app. If you want to hear something about Beacon, get the app. If you ain't get the app, then it's probably... Not about Beacon, I'm just, I'm just saying, amen. Listen, uh, also, also, we have the summer kickoff for our Stoke and for our Ignite. I believe that's there. Come on, give them a hand. That's it. I believe that's taking place on the 24th of July, I believe so. Listen, you can get all of the information through, through the app. Uh, like I said, I'm super, super, super pumped about being here this morning. But before we get into this word, how many of you are excited about giving? If you're excited about giving, just wave your hand. If you're not excited about giving, just pretend like you're excited about giving and wave your hand. Amen. I come to let you know that this ground is good ground. You're not just, you're not just sowing uh, into a church that doesn't do anything. But this ground right here, just for the simple work, just for the work that we do right here on Colfax, it's your giving that allows us to do this. And listen, I read somewhere in the Bible that if you give, then God will give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will God allow men to give into your bosom? So listen, there are a number of ways to give. You could go online and give. You could text 84321. Or you can just simply use the app. And one last thing, if you're old school, if you're old school like me, you could, uh, you could take your check, you know, that check that you write. Uh, you, you started off writing, like, I'm just going to give, I'm going to give $10,000. But then you turn that T into a B and say, I'm going to give $10 billion. You can leave that check. But listen. If you write that check for $10 billion, make sure it's clear. Make sure it's clear, Caitlin. I don't, we, 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 we'll come after you. We'll come after you. Right, make sure it's clear. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Listen, I'm super appreciated, Julius and Mr. Deontay. I'm super excited to, to, share, to, share, this, uh, to share this word this word with you, I, I, I hardly been able to, to, contain, to contain myself. If you, if you have your Bibles, somebody say, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, if, you, uh, if, you got, if you got a Bible on your, on your iPad or your phone, somebody say, that's what's up. All right, sometimes, well, amen, amen goes right there. Listen, if you could turn, if you could turn your Bibles, if you could turn your Bibles to uh, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, 
uh, chapter 30. And I just want to read verses 1 through 8. But I want to, uh, uh, if you would allow me to this morning, I want to uh, focus uh, pretty much on three, uh, on three scriptures. So if you have 1 Samuel 1 through 8, say, I got it, I got it. If you still need time, so hold up. Wait a minute, Ty. Hold up. I got you. I got you. Come on, somebody. I got you. She's like, wait a minute. Hey. Oh, uh, so uh, <laughs> first, first Samuel, first Samuel uh, chapter 30, 1 through 8. Uh, it, um, now, I'm going to read the ESV version, and then I'm going to come back, uh, and I'm going to read verse 6 through 8 in the King James Version. Now, CB was so eloquent in, uh, in explaining the different, uh, the different translations of, uh, of the Bible that we have. We know that the ESV Version is the one that we use here at Beacon because the interpretation and the translation is as close to the original text. Uh, but there are times where we just have to go back to what I call the Bible uh, that Jesus read. I'm kidding. Uh, which is the King James uh, Version. So if you would allow me to read verse 6 through 8 in the King James Version, uh, then that will be awesome. So 1 Samuel 31 through 8 goes like this. Now when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had made a raid against Negeb and against Ziglad. They had overcome Ziglad and burned it with fire and had taken captive all who were in it, both small and great. The, they killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal and Carmel. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because of all of the bitterness that was in their souls, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And David said to Abiathar, the, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue after this ban? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake and surely rescue. The King James Version reads in uh, verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him because of the souls of all the people who were grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover. Let's pray. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you for you are an amazing God. I pray, Father, that today that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, that they be acceptable unto you. I pray that you speak, and it's not me speak. Hide me behind the cross, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to give you a little bit of background, just to give you a little bit of background of, uh, of, this, particular, uh, of this particular passage or of this particular book in 1 Samuel. Uh, 1 Samuel was written uh, between the years of uh, 971 B.C. and 9. 
31. It was written by, it was written by the prophet himself, Samuel, and it was also written by other prophets by the name of Gad and Nathan. Samuel is, is the actual prophet that actually, that actually anointed David King when he went to his dad's house, Jesse, he anointed David King. This particular book, the book of Samuel, 1st and 2nd Samuel, gives an account or chronicles the kings of Israel and Judah, and, but most in particular, it also chronicles the king, King David. If I could uh, just kind of get started, you know, there, there, there was a song, uh, there, there's an old gospel song for those of you, for those of you that know me, you guys know that I'm from Chicago, Illinois, so, so I, I say that because, you know, as I get into this thing, you know, it, it's okay to holler back at your boy every now and again, all right, amen, amen, it's okay to, it's okay to uh, shout me down every now and again, but there's an old, there's an old gospel song uh, that, that we used to sing uh, in Chicago, and, and the title of that song is called, Sometimes You you have to encourage yourself. If, if I may, I'd like to borrow part of that title of the song, and I would love to use today for our title or for our thought or for our conversation, however you want to put it, Greg. I'd like to use for our title, It's Time to Encourage Yourself. Uh, if, if, yeah, 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 it's okay to clap right there. You just, if, if you guys, if you guys can just, just do me a favor, I told y'all, I told y'all, I'm just a little, uh, I'm just a little country boy from, from the city of Chicago, but, but, but I told you, if you could just do me a favor, turn to the neighbor next to you and say, neighbor. neighbor. Now you got to say it like you really mean it. You got to say, neighbor. neighbor. It's time to encourage yourself. Come on, do me, a, do me another favor. Turn to the other neighbor and say, other neighbor, it's time to encourage yourself. One more favor, one more favor. If I may ask, just kind of pound yourself on the chest and say, self, it's time to encourage ourselves. In our discussion today, I want to hone in. I want to hone in on three points. I promise that I won't be before you long, but I want to hone in on three points. And, and the three points that I like to hone in on today is that all is not lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second point I want to hone in on is the pains of leadership. Oh, that'll preach right there. And the third point I want to hone in on is pray the deets. In other words, pray the details. Pray the details. If I had to put a big idea on this thing today, Caitlin, I would say that the big idea today is discouragement is not an option. Discouragement is not an option. I want to make sure, Mama Rosa, that if you don't get anything else out of our time today, I want you to get and I want you to know that discouragement is not an option. As I, as I attempt to encourage you on how to encourage yourself, you need to know today, Janine, that discouragement is not an option. Listen, I, I want to hone in on this because there are many options out there for us. When we go to Starbucks, we got an option of a small, medium, or large, or, or if you're really a coffee person, it's a tall, bente, or grande. We have, we have those uh, options, but one option is discouragement is not an option. I don't, I don't care what, what, what lies, uh, what life uh, has thrown at you or what has come your way. I've come to tell you that in this life that we have in Christ Jesus, that discouragement is not an option. You probably saying with Ty, why you keep on honing in on us? I feel the need to keep on bringing this thing down to you. It doesn't matter what your bank account looks like or whether your current situ uh, health situations are. With Christ Jesus, discouragement is not an option. And you probably saying, well, they talking about me on my job. They talking about me at home. And they may even talking about me here at church. But Ray, 
Discouragement is not an option. You may, you may, I, I know, I know I'm, I know I'm honing in on this, but you may be faced with some difficulties and you may be faced with some tough choices right now, but because greater is he that lives in you, Sasha, than he that will lives in the whole world, that discouragement is not an option. I want to let you know that the life you live in Christ doesn't give you the option to be discouraged, but it only gives you the option of being encouraged. And the reason why it gives you the option to be encouraged is because you can say within yourself that all of God's promises in him, they are yes, and all of God's promises in him, that they are amen. It's not an option. Because you can trust the lover of your soul. And the lover of our soul is Jesus Christ. You're probably saying, Ty, you're already on 10. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take it up to 300. You know, for, 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 as long, for as long as I... For as long as I can remember, Mark, I knew that I always wanted to be a singer. You know, even when I wasn't able to sing, I knew that that one thing, I just wanted to sing. I wanted to travel the world. I, I told my mama, I said, you know, she gave me this little toy microphone and, and, and it was amplified and, and I began to sing and then she would unplug it because I couldn't sing. And, uh, but I told my mother, I said, mama, I want to sing. I told her, I said, mama, I'm a singer. New. York, bright light, dun, 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 but I made it. I said, Mama, I'm a singer. California, ah, uh, no. I said, I'm a singer. I'm a singer in New Orleans. I'm a singer in Texas. I'm a, Mama, I'm a singer in Africa. Scott, I told my mother a long time ago when I was about seven years old, maybe not that long ago, I said, Mama, I'm a singer in Italy and all throughout Europe. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead people into an experience. I'm going to take people to where I want them to go through the avenue of my voice. Time went on and where it seemed, where it seemed like my dreams and, and my declaration wasn't going to take place. And especially, especially in the eyes of others where marine folks even begin to question me. Uh, they would begin to question me saying, now, are you sure you really want to sing? Is this really what God said you're going to do? Come on, y'all know, y'all know the type of folks that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the type of folks that wrote you off. Uh, but I'm so glad that I didn't, I'm so glad that I didn't write back. Ah, you see, you see, then the reason I didn't write back, because all of a sudden, God began to open up doors for me. And just about every place and even places that I didn't mention, God opened up doors for me and he allowed me to go into those places. So I can say that I sang in New York. I can say that I sang and led in California. I can say that I sang and led in Africa, in Italy, and all throughout Europe and the reason I didn't allow the people who wanted to write me off the reason I didn't write them back was because I had to continue to encourage myself in the Lord yeah yeah there there, there was there was a story there was a story. Is this okay if I just kind of be myself this morning? You know, there, there was a story of a grandmother who, who was diagnosed, Charlena, with, uh, with breast cancer. The doctor, the doctor told this grandmother, uh, she said, he said, ma'am, listen, this is what has to happen. You have to take five rounds of chemotherapy for five weeks straight. You're going to be sick. You ain't going to be, you're not going to feel the same. Things are just not going to be right with you. And as a matter of fact, grandmother, if you survive this thing then you're gonna be out for at least a year or two 
after all of these treatments. The grandmother looked at the doctor and said, listen up here, buddy old pal. Listen, I know the doctor who made you. And I know the doctor who made the other doctor. And I shall live and not die. So say whatever you want to say, doctor. But listen, I will get through this thing because guess what? I got a date with my grandbabies to Disneyland. So not only did the grandmother survive the cancer, not only did the grandmother was healed from cancer, but she was able to uphold her end of the bargain and take her babies on that date with Minnie and Mickey. And they, and they asked her, and they asked her, John Chavez, they asked her, they said, how were you able to focus on this trip? How were you able to keep your mind uh, 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 focused on this trip when you were faced with your mortality and faced with the possibility of you not being here? The grandmother looked at all the people and said, well, one thing I had to do, baby, I had to encourage myself in the Lord and trust that God was going to get me through this. Now, some of y'all may be saying, you know, that's a cute story, Ty. Some of y'all may be saying that's a cute story. You know, talk about the grandmother, you talk about yourself, and you may not be able to appreciate it, but I bet you can appreciate this story. I remember not too long ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, when my kids, when my kids were much, much younger, and um, about, <laughs> about 10, 15 years ago, when my kids were much, much younger, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, you know, we used to tell, we used to tell them a story. And the story we told them was the little engine that could. And if you can recall, if you can recall that story, the little engine that could, you know, they was piling all of the toys, Christina. They was piling all of the treats and all of the food. And, and the little engine that could had to make it up to the summit of the mountain to deliver the toys and to deliver the goodies to all the children. So the little engine, it started off chucka, 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 chucka. And as it began to chucka, chucka, Ray, the little engine just kept on saying, I think I can. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, until, uh, until Greg, the little engine, reached the summit of the mountain, did what it was supposed to do, dropped off all of the toys, the goodies, the treats to the little boys and girls in the village. And on, and on his way down, Mark, on his way down, Chip, the little engine, instead of saying, I think I can, I think I can, the little engine was coming down the mountain, coming around the curb saying, I knew I could, I knew I could, I knew I could. You see, what was the little engine doing? The little engine was encouraging itself. You see, some of us have adopted a bottom of the mountain mentality and we get stuck at the bottom of the mountain, Mama Rosa, because some of us just simply think uh, we don't think we can. We don't think we can. We don't think we can. But don't you know that today, Alyssa, sometimes you just have to learn when others have given up on you, when your dreams, when your, uh, when, when your visions, when they all seem to be uh, unattainable and they seem to uh, be close to the end of destruction, when, when your money uh, is funny and your change is strange and it's not lining up the way that you need it to line up, sometimes you just have to have an old-fashioned worship service yourself in your house. You have to say to your soul, take courage, my soul. Hold on to my hope for it's in the waiting. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. I've come to let y'all know just in case you didn't know, just in case you didn't know. So, you know, if we, if we had a permission slip, I would give it to you right now. I would sign it, Mr. Morris. But listen, right now, I come to let you know, Ray, that you have permission to encourage yourself. Is there, is, is there, any, is there anybody here this morning 
while encouraging yourself, just had to wake up and say, today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. Have you, have you just ever had to just encourage yourself and say, I don't care who's going who's gonna to cut me off. Oh, my God, this is a big one for me. I don't care who's going to cut me off on, on I-25 or 225. I'm not going to chase after them in the Monte Carlo and then, and then, and then flip them the eagle. There's been times where you just have to say, I'm living my best life. I'm not going back and forth with you no more, enemy, because I'm going to encourage myself in Jesus. Have you ever just have to give yourself a pep talk in the word of God and say, if God be for me, then who can be against me? Have you ever just had to square your shoulders back and say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of, I'm talking about encouraging yourself. Have you ever just had to say, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. Have you ever just had to encourage yourself and say, I can do all things through Christ that gives me all the strength. Guys, I don't care. I don't care who's in the office. I don't care who's in the Congress. I don't care who's in the Senate. You have to encourage yourself. Mama Rosa, if your family is anything like some of mine, you have to encourage yourself. I know that the struggle is real, but guess what, Tasha? You have to encourage yourself. I know that you thought you may have found that boo on Tinder. And you thought they was just simply amazing, but they turned out to be anything but simply amazing. As a matter of fact, they turned out to be unamazing. Just in case y'all didn't realize it, guys, I'm already preaching. I haven't got to my first point yet. But if you're ready to encourage yourself, I need about a hundred folks right up in here in the bluebird to say it's time, it's time. to encourage ourselves. Amen. Oh, Amen. Why? 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 Why, Ty? Why? Why, why, why are we encouraging? Why are we encouraging ourselves? We, we're encouraging ourselves because, first of all, all, all is not lost. All is not, all is not lost. I, uh, I didn't get a phone call from, I didn't get a phone call from uh, David. I didn't get a phone call from Samuel. But what I did do, I did get a text, you know, and, and, the, and, and the text, the text of script, uh, Scripture goes, the story goes on to say, uh, in the previous in the previous chapter, just to set this thing up for you, David, he's out. He's out with uh, taking care of business for his 600 men. They're away. And when they get back home, when they get back to the crib, David looked throughout the land and, and he noticed that, he noticed that, amen, he noticed that it was raided. It was it was burned down. He noticed that all of the people were taken. He noticed that the sons, the wives and the sons and the daughters were gone and the town was burned down. Ah, but how many of you know that all is not lost? I love, I love the way, I love the way the scripture puts it, you know, over here. It says, it says give me a second. Now, when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire. This is the part that I'm really about to get excited on, and I hope you do too. And fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. And they killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. I want to focus on something Right here, they had taken all who was in it, Peggy, both small and great, but they killed no one. I'm, I'm going to say it one more time because, because some, of, some, of us, some of us missed it. They killed, they, they took all 
who was in it, Chris, both small and great, but they killed no one. I'm, I'm gonna say it one more time, and maybe, and maybe y'all, maybe y'all gonna catch it right here, because I'm, I'm really, this is like the easiest pass uh, that I've ever thrown. All right, but they took all who was in it, both small and great, but they killed no one. Somebody ought to be shouting right now because they, they took, they took everybody in the town, but they didn't kill anybody in the town. What are you trying to say, Ty? What I'm trying to say, I'm glad you asked me. David said, I got back home. I got back to the crib after taking care of business and I got back home and I didn't see anybody but something else. I didn't see any bodies. Oh my God, I think, I, I, I think you missed a day. This is, this is why I'm excited. David said, I got back home and I didn't see anybody, but I didn't see anybody. I'm so excited because if you, if, you really, if you really knew the history of the Amalekites, you see, the Amalekites, they were, they were descendants of uh, Amalek. And, and Amalek, you know, back in the day was a bad, ruthless dude. He was, he was that dude. Dude, Travis, he was he was that guy, and they were the descendants of Amalek. The, and the Amalekites, what they did was they practiced sorcery, they practiced witchcraft. As a matter of fact, the Amalekites were the very first transformers because what the Amalekites would do, they would transform their bodies to make it appear like they were animals, so they can get close to their enemies. And when they got close to their enemies, they will overcome and kill their enemies. And to, and to make uh, matters worse, they will parade all of the spoil in front of everyone and tell people, I did that. Yeah, I killed that person right there. Yeah, that was me. So the Amalekites, it was, it was them ruthless dudes. But David said, I got back and I seen in the midst of it all, and I saw that there were no dead bodies. Even though the enemy goal is to come in and to be deceptive and to steal, kill, and destroy, David said, enemy, you didn't finish the job, buddy, because you only, you only stole and you only destroy part of our property. I've come to let you know that David just realized as he surveyed the land that uh, all of my stuff is not gone. David said, yeah, enemy, you took you took my you took my wives. You you you, you took you took the kids. You you burned down some of the stuff, but you should have finished the job because you didn't kill our loved ones. My 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 encouragement to you today is I want you to know that the enemy may have come in and stole some things from you. But guess what? He didn't finish the job just like in this story. You know, he, he, he may have come in and he may have stole your job uh, and you may have lost your job, but you didn't lose it all. They, they, they may have uh, had let you go on the job, but they couldn't let your peace go and they couldn't steal your peace. The enemy may have come in and attacked your body with sickness, but he couldn't take your life. Yeah. So, so, so what then? So what then? So what did I tell? I tell you what, I tell you what. So, so while, so, so while we're waiting, because sometimes, sometimes we wait, we wait for the big blessing. We wait for the big blessing to take place to shout. But I come to tell you right now that you don't have to wait until the battle is over, that you can shout right now. Because, because listen, the enemy did not take all of your stuff. This is the position that David had to take as he surveyed the land and realized that everything was not lost. 
And this is also the position that we have to take. I, I believe if, if, my mother, if my mother was here, she would say something like, as I look back over my life and I think things over, as I look how he brought me from danger seen and unseen, I can truly say that I have a testimony because all is not lost. Hallelujah. Now, as I, as I, as I move to this, the Bible, Bible says that they, they all wept together. They all wept together, even, even to the point of weeping that they had no more tears to weep. Here we have David, the leader, the king, weeping with his people not just because he's a servant leader, but he's weeping with the people because he cares. Not just because uh, uh, he's out there with them, but he's weeping with them because he's sharing in their pain and in their experience. Because if you can recall, the scripture says that David's wives were also taken. Then something take place. There's always, there's always something. Something take place. It says, it says that after, after the tears had, had dried up, after they all wept together and put their arms around each other, oh my God, man, can you believe this is happening? It's like, no, I can't believe it happened either. After they did all of this, something took place in verse 6, and this brings me to my next point, which is the pains of leadership. Something took place. It says that these men, Lucas, they sought out to kill David. They, they sought out to stone David. Talk about going from bad to worse. Talk about, I mean, what a day. I mean, y'all, some of y'all think y'all had bad days. This is a bad day. But talk about going from bad to worse because Scott, his rider dies. His homeboys, his, his, his ace coon booms, his homies, his buddies, his, however you want to say it, the same men in the previous chapter that he did all of this work for, they forgot about all the good that David did for him. And now, because of something that was beyond his control, they was out to kill him, Marine. Can you just put yourself in the shoes or the sandals or the boots? I don't know what he wore back then. But can you just put yourself in the shoes of David, you, 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 you've, done, you, you, you've done good for people. You out taking care of business for people. All of your marching orders, every step you take, you're going to be there right there for your people. And then all of a sudden, when something don't go right, your people look at you and like, get a rope. It's time to kill them. The only course of action that they was able to take was, we have to kill you. Now, my question to you today is, and, and, and if the person is sitting next to you, just, just look at me and wink. You know, they can't, they can't see you. Have you ever done anything for anybody and it seemed like they didn't appreciate it? Just, 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 oh, yeah, I, oh, oh my God, I seem like I'm in the house. Have you, have you ever went, went to the mat for somebody and they still didn't appreciate what you're doing? Now, Pastor CB's not here, so I might get in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. He'll catch it, on a, he'll catch it on a podcast. Now, put yourself in the shoes of a pastor or a ministry leader or a mentor leader. Put yourself 
and their shoes. Every time, Christina, somebody call and say, my baby is sick, they're right there laying hands on the baby. Every time that somebody calls and say him or her, they're in the hospital, they're the first ones there. As a matter of fact, they beat you there. Every time you reach out to them and say, I want to get married, they're the first one there to marry you. They bury all of your relatives and don't charge you a dime. I, I know this though. Don't charge you a dime. They bail, they bail you out of jail. I know I'm talking good. They bail you out of jail. They pay your rent. And they even be like Destiny's Child. They even pay your bills. <laughs> and you do everything within your power to ensure that your crew, that your flock is taken care of. And the very minute that something don't go right or something don't go the way that they want it to go, your crew or your ride and dies, they say, it's time to kill them. Beyond, when something goes beyond your control, they say it's time to kill. Now, I'm not talking about actual physical killing or maybe. I don't, we pray that I'm not. But I'm talking about the killing of the mouth. You know, they'll say things like, I don't, I don't like the way that pastor I don't like the way he handled that situation. And I didn't really think he was a real pastor anyway. So guess what? I'm leaving the church. Peace. You know, the worship team, I'm not saying this is my worship team, but the worship team would say, I don't like the way they led, well, you know, that worship leader uh, led, led work. So I'm, I'm not going to sing on a worship team uh, this week. Or... For some of the people, that, and I know this is not Beacon, so, so Beacon, you know, you, you don't have to say amen, but I wish you would. But, you know, they, you know, if things don't go right, you'll say to yourself, well, I'm not going to serve today. It seems like they have forgotten all of the good that you've done for them. If I can just, if I can just have a transparent moment with you right now. Uh, you know, as a leader, as a leader both in and outside of the church, and, and perhaps you may or you may not relate. This is, this is, this is my transparent moment. It's not, it's not your, it's my transparent moment. But if I can just have a transparent moment with you, man, nothing hurts worse than trying to be killed, trying to be ridiculed, being talked about, being ostracized, being betrayed by the people you help and you trying to give them life. Nothing, I'm speaking from experience, nothing hurts worse than that. I've come to let you know that there's pains and leadership, but I also come to let you know that your leaders, they're human too, y'all. They're, they're, they're human too. I'm so glad that, that Pastor CB and Chanel took some time off for a vacation because they need to rest. They're human too. They can't be here every single week. It's all, it's all good. They're human too, but we can't be like, well, I'm not coming to church because they on vacation. <laughs> Look around. Amen. Your leaders, they got feelings. We have feelings. And I even come to tell you today that leaders should be celebrated and not just tolerated. I better move on. I better move on. And so the story, the story goes on to say, I see, I see, some, see people got the wind up with some tomatoes. Uh, the story... The story goes on to say in the midst, in the midst of having all, in the midst of having most 
being taken in the midst of uh, uh, the challenges, in the midst of uh, his own people uh, that, that he cared for and loved now, in the midst of all of this, of them wanting to kill him, in the midst of all of this, David still had to galvanize and stabilize the situation and the group. He still had to pull things together. His back was against the proverbial wall. But I love what David did right here in verse 6. It says, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. I want you to notice, Sasha, I want you to notice something right here. It didn't, it didn't, say, uh, it didn't say that David didn't encourage himself in anything else or anyone else. It didn't say that David called the, uh, called the psychic. It didn't say that David called the homeboy. It didn't say that David called the side chick. It just said David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, you know what a person is all about when their backs are up against the wall. And you may say, will they buckle under the pressure or will they stand and encourage themselves in the Lord? I'm talking about when, when all hell and high water has broken out. What, what will they do? Will, will they have a pity party and say, woe is me? Or will they have a praise party in the praise pit? Now, see, I don't, I don't mean, Mama Rosa, if I'm getting too nosy, please let me know. I don't, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to be all in your business. I don't mean to be nosy this morning. But, but I, got a, I, got, I got a question for you. Somebody say what it is. I got a question for you. The question is, what kind of person are you? Are you a pity partier or are you a praise partier? If you got to think about it, you may be thinking about it too long. You see, a pity partier in the face of adversity will say, I'm going through too much stuff, so I can't come to church today. A, a, a pity partier in the face of stress and trials uh, and, and, and would allow the cares of this world to bring them down. They will step away as opposed to drawing near to Christ, as opposed to drawing near to God. They'll step away from God and step away from the community of faith. And they'll go, I don't feel, I don't feel, I, I never met, I, it's not even in my notes, but I, but I got to say it, but I never met so many I don't feel people. I, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't feel this today. Girl, you, you, uh, girl, you going to church today? Ooh, I don't, I just don't feel that. You, yo, we got, we, we got, we got small group. Uh, mm -mm, I don't feel that. Uh, we, we got, we got, you know, we going to pray. No, no, I know, I know I'm in this circle, but guess what, Tasha? I don't feel that. Where? Where are all the people that say, for God I live and for God I die, and I'm going to be right there. It doesn't matter how I feel. You see, but a praise partier, a praise partier will say that the joy of the Lord is my strength. A, pay, a praise partier will say in the face of calamity that I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And the reason David felt this way was because David had a case of, of if he did it before, He'll do it again. You see, something, there's something else about the Amalekites. You know, the Amalekites were called the ancient, uh, uh, the ancient enemies. You see, you see, David knew because of the ancient enemies. One thing else about the Amalekites was that God himself had something against the Amalekites. What you trying to say, Ty? I'm trying to tell you that God himself has something against your enemies. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. God himself got something against the Amalekites. When, 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 when the Amalekites attacked the children of Israel, you know, it, it, and, and Moses and Aaron and her, it was when they had to raise up his arms on, on both sides. God himself destroyed the Amalekites. You see, David knew that if he did it back then, then guess what? He's going to do it again. I believe that, that, that all of the turmoil that, that David was facing, he knew that the stories from his previous struggles was going to be the thing that would carry him through to the victory. You see, sometimes you just got to look back on how you made it. You see, and sometimes, you know, we just forget, right? You know, we just forget. You know, I, I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking to. Some, some of us may be a little bit too sophisticated, you know, up in here. Like, cause, but, but back in the day, you didn't have a job. But now you got a job. You, back in the day, you didn't have a car. But guess what? You got a car. And if you don't have a car, back in the day, you didn't have a bus pass or bus fare. But guess what? You got it right now. You see, David had resolved within himself that if he did it before, he would do it again. I love, I love when I talk to people. I love when I talk to people, Mark. I love when I talk to people, Rose, because people would always come to me and say, oh, I got to check in my spirit about that. I believe that David, what well, they mean in like in a negative connotation, you know, but David said, I got to check in my spirit, Michelle. I got to check in my spirit. And he said, I got to check in my spirit when, when I was facing the bear, but God allowed me to kill that bear. Check. I got to check in my spirit when I face the lion, but God allowed me to kill the lion, check. I got a check in my spirit when I face Goliath, but God allowed me to slay and kill Goliath, check. I believe today that some of us just need to look back and put a check in our spirits. We have to encourage ourselves by stop worrying and tripping over old stuff that the enemy will use to try to destroy us and just simply, just do me a favor, just kind of pretend like you got a pen and just put a check right there. Story goes on. Story goes on to say, I want you to, I want you to notice, notice something. In verse 7, the Bible says that David called the high priest for the ephod. And just to give you just a little bit of background on the high priest and the ephod, the, the ephod was a piece of clothing. It was a, a, a vestment that was worn by the high priest. It was a, a breastplate. It contained or held the urim, which means light. And it also contained and it held the thumen, which means perfection. And these were the gemstones that in any given situation that they would use to go and seek out God for his will for that situation. Now, David said, I'm going to seek out God, so bring me the ephod. I need to seek him out for this situation. But how many of you are glad this morning that we no longer need a high priest and that we no longer need a piece of clothing? to go to God. You know, you know, we don't need a high priest or a piece of garment because Jesus is our go-between us and the Father. He finished the work on Calvary so that we could have direct access. And the Bible says that he's ever making intercession for us. The story goes on in, in, in verse 8. And I'm almost, I'm almost done. In verse 8, that David, that David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue and overtake them? In other words, in other words, the last time I, with you, I, I, I told you this, and I'm going to say it again. But in other words, David went to the Lord in prayer with a specific request and with a specific need. He said, shall I 
pursue and overtake them. My last point that I want to make this morning, we need to pray the details. We just got to pray the details. Some of our prayers is just kind of all over the place. There's, a, there's an illustration there's an illustration that goes, uh, it was these, um, these little girls, these little girls, they went viral. They went viral, man. They, 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 were, they were so cute. They had like the ponytails and stuff. And I tried to get my hair like them, but I couldn't. But they had, because I was trying to go viral. And, uh, and they was like, listen, everything, everything may be going wrong in our life, but guess what? Call Jesus. When things are not going right at school, guess what? Call Jesus. When things are not going right at home, call Jesus. When your husband is, and they're not even married, but they telling people, when your husband is not acting right, call Jesus. When your wife is not acting right, Cody and uh, they looking at each other, call Jesus. Don't call Tyrone. But you need to call Jesus. I believe that we can learn something from these little babies. You see, these kids knew, they knew that the prayer had to be specific for a specific need. They knew that prayer was that hyperlink that you would click that would get you all of the information. They knew that prayer was the activator. See, back in the day, people, you know, back in the 80s, you know, people used to have Jerry Curl and they would have what they call the activator and they would just spray the activator and the, and the curl will automatically just pop in. That's what prayer is like. You, the prayer is the activator uh, uh, and it would get to the solution that connects us to God. Prayer gets God's attention. But when you pray, we have to pray specific. Some of us, we pray pacific. I, I, okay, I, I, I didn't mess that up. I didn't mess that up. We pray Pacific, meaning that we just out here on this island and we got all this water in front of us and we just pray, God, whatever. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, God. We pray just all amiss. But praying specific helps clarify and define our minds and our needs. What are you trying to say, Ty? You know, uh, what I'm trying to say is, we can't pray like we often do. Some of our prayers be like this, Charlena. Some of our prayers be like, God, come to me. Come to me, God. And God is like, what you want me to do? And then we pray prayers like, God, just help. Will you, will you just please help me? Oh, I'm for real, God. Just help me. And God is like, what you want me to do? And we're like, God, I just need you to just bless me. Any, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. And God is like, what do you want me to do? Our prayers. I mean, I remember, I remember. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. It's so funny. It's so funny. I remember in, in my prayer, you know, you know, in my prayer, man, I, I was praying. I was praying something, you know, I was praying something like this. I'm like, you know, God, I just need you, you know, I, I need you to hear me, man. I need you to hear me soon. Uh, and I need you to answer me. And then God answered me, Caitlin. And I was like, oh, hold up. I didn't want you to answer me like that, player. Uh, I, I just kind of, I wanted you to answer me on something else uh, that, that I needed. You know, for example, you know, we will say, God, you know, I, I remember, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and, uh, and my wife, you know, she's going to start shouting. Um, but I'm going to say this. I was like, Chris, I was like, God, I just need you to bless me. I just, I just need you to bless me. You know, it wasn't the fact that, that God needed to give me a raise. It was the fact that I had to realize that maybe I needed to stop buying so much stuff. God's like, I'm going to bless you once you stop spending all this money. Look at your knees. She's about to shout right now. <laughs> and I come to let you guys know as I, as I get ready to take my seat, man, that uh, when you pray the deets, when you pray the details, God will hear. See, see a couple of things happen. God will hear. He will answer Mama Rosa. And he will bless you. 
Because this is what it says. David said, shall I pursue and overtake? And God said, not only will you pursue and overtake them, but you will recover everything that the enemy has stolen from you. What are you trying to say, Ty? I'm trying to say that God is getting ready to answer some specific needs in your life and he's getting ready to tell you. And I believe that you hear him right now, Sasha. I believe you hear him, uh, hear him say, recover. Recover, recover it all. Recover your children. Recover your marriage. Recover your health. Recover your finances. Recover your hope. Recover your peace. Recover your joy. As a matter of fact, I'm giving you permission to recover everything. Not just some of the things, but everything that the enemy has stolen from you. So as I prepare to take my seat, I want to let you know that you may not be able to make it to the bluebird on a Wednesday. And you may can't wait, but you may need to have a good old fashioned worship service at your house. You need to have a good old fashioned church service at your house and just begin to encourage yourself. And when you encourage yourself, don't, don't call your friends y'all. Because most of the time, your friends, they'll be like, listen, bro, dude, this is what you need to do. And they give you all this crazy stuff. But you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Let's give God the praise. Thanks for joining Be The Light Podcast with lead pastor C.B. Barthlow. Visit our website at denverbeacon.org. To download our Beacon app, text Beacon to 97000. Once again, text Beacon to 97000. Whatever you do, please remember to be the light. Let's go! Let's go!